Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome back to Pink Shade with Aaron Martin. It is that time of the week when we get to do our bunky breakdown with Mary Payne Gilbert, who's here to talk about Happily Ever After, 90 Day Fiance, the season where people are supposed to be living happily ever after, but of course none of them are. Welcome, Mary Payne. <laughs> what a sad, sad intro. I know, right? It's like, yeah, it really is titled a hilarious title for the state of affairs of every single couple on this show that's featured. I mean, they're either divorced already, they're getting divorced, they're cheating on each other, they're moving out. I mean, what now is actually more uplifting in some ways than happily ever after? Well, I think Andre and Elizabeth are, in fact, living happily ever after. And I think Pau and Ruth are also living happily ever after. Okay, well, we'll assume that that is sort of true, but... Libby and Andre weren't even featured this week, which really bums me out because there's nothing I love more than fighting with you about. <laughs> and I was we so could fi- We could fight about the, uh, yeah, we could fight about the the little snippet that we get of next week. Okay, yes. You're terrorizing <laughs> me with your pregnancy. And she is. She is. <laughs> Mary Payne Gilbert. She's a horrible person. <gasps> she, can you imagine if your husband looked at you and said, don't terrorize me with your pregnancy? Well, that wouldn't go over well. No, sure. exactly. But right before he slapped the phone out of your hand. Telling <laughs> you this Andre is not good news. He is not good news. And Libby is a nightmare. Agreed. But he is scary. Okay, we'll see. We'll see who's right in the end. <laughs> we will see. We will see. <laughs> Dateline, set your DVRs. Okay. All right. Before we get into the happily ever after recap this week, we have big news for you guys. Pink Shade listeners, listeners. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I got to get my drum roll ready. Okay. Okay, you ready? (laughs) We have big news for you guys. Pink Shade listeners, Pain in the Pod listeners, anyone who is tuning in for this recap that Mary Payne is so graciously doing with me every week, you will be maybe excited to know that we are starting a Patreon just for bunkies called Hey Bunky. So you go to hey Patreon. Bunky. Hey Bunky. You go to patreon.com slash Hey Bunky. And it's going to be a private podcast, obviously, for subscribers only. And it's a way for us to cover a lot more than we get to cover here. Now, I love covering, of course, everything 90 Day Fiance, but there's only so much we can get to in one episode per week. I drop another episode every week, usually covering Bravo shows or something, you know, in Housewives Vanderpump Rules world, because my heart will always be with Bravo, number one, even though TLC has stolen it in many ways. And so, you know, more than two episodes a week, we are just like, what do we do? What do we do? How do we get more out there? Well, this is what we've come up with. Now, this does not mean you need to go over there and subscribe, but it is a place for you to go if you want to get some extra fun stuff. We're going to drop four episodes every month, an hour long each. And here's what we're thinking. Okay, stay with us for a moment, because we have talked about this 
for uh, no less than 10 straight hours, probably over the last two weeks, trying to figure out exactly what we want to cover. And the answer is like everything we can. And don't forget, we don't know how to do math. So these conversations are longer than most normal people. (laughs) We're like, wait, wait, wait. We also don't know days of the week. So that's always interesting to be like, if we record on a Tuesday, then (laughs) the train leaves the station and can we fucking publish it on Friday? Like, it's really, really pathetic. Okay, so but here's what we figured out. We want to cover 90 Day Fiance What Now. I am caught up. Mary Payne has been writing notes down every single week on What Now. It's all the couples we haven't really gotten a chance to talk about. We want to cover Life After Lockup on Pink Shade. We're going to cover that here. I, you know, Love After Lockup is my baby too, but we want to cover more of it, you know, like behind the scenes stuff, any hashtag journalism that comes up. We're going to put that over on the Hey Bunky Patreon. We want to cover 90 Day Fiance the other way in conjunction with Happily Ever After. What we're thinking is we will try to do as much of that as we can on the Pink Shade podcast. So you will keep getting these episodes for free, but extended talk about that because, you know, we got to keep these episodes under an hour for our production. Uh, we will put on the Patreon. So that will be extra. And guys, P.S., if you haven't watched the hour preview on TLC's app or TLC's website for 90 Day Fiance the other way, which is premiering next Monday night, please go do that. It looks amazing. The casting is perfection. It is reminding me of season one before the 90 days, which was lightning in a bottle. I agree. It is amazing. It is amazing. So we want to cover Smothered. Which starts June, let's see, June 9th, which is actually the Sunday after this one. So that's coming up soon. That is the one where it's basically Colty and Debbie, except with all girls. So it's daughters and mothers who are completely codependent, share bathwater, are the loves of each other's lives. And it looks absolutely crazy. Don't forget, they dress alike. They dress alike. They do their uh, winged eyeliner alike. Yeah, it's a tragedy. Times 10. I'm totally watching that. And I would love to cover that on the Hey Bunky Patreon with Mary Payne. Mary Payne, you said you'd be in. So I'm still counting on you to do that. Yeah, I'll watch that. Um, I kind of want to also cover Kate on a date. Yes, I would like to do that too, because just to hate watch it. Yeah. And you had mentioned um, in our uh, documents, things going back and forth, you wrote, um, maybe we'll cover Dr. Pimple Popper. And I wrote you back in all red letters. I am vomiting and that will not be happening. (laughs) Wait, no. What about the toe doctor? (laughs) What? There's a toe doctor show. I swear to God, you guys have heard of this, right? Listening right now. What is this called? It's called, I don't know, it's something to do with toes. It makes Dr. Pimple Popper look like easy breezy light viewing. You have got to be kidding me. No. I, I am not kidding when I tell you I am so nauseous right now. That is disgusting. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, the high drama of planter's warts or something. Ah. It's just... Beyond. Okay, but here's the deal. On Patreon.com slash HeyBunky, you can sign up to get the four bonus episodes every single month, you know, at at the regular tier. If you go higher tiers, we have fun swag to send to you. We'll do shout outs. And at the highest level of Patreon sponsorship, we will take special requests for any show that you want to force us to watch. And we will do hour long recaps for you. 
as a bonus. So you can force Mary Payne Gilbert to watch <gasps> The Toe Doctor if you so choose. My mouth yes. is so my mouth is so dry. <laughs> I, I can't even like get any spit in my mouth because I'm so nauseous. <laughs> That's not funny. But you know what? It, you're going to do it for the bunkies. You got bunkie I mean, nation. I, I would. I would. Yeah. Yeah. We're both going to do it. I mean, Little People, Big World is out there. There's just so much. You know, we TV, TLC. There's just a plethora of it's the learning channel. It's the women's <laughs> entertainment, right? It's, this is like, you know, highbrow viewing. So we have so much to choose from. And basically, we're going to do as much as we possibly can. We're going to listen to you, anyone who becomes a patron on Hey Bunky Patreon. We're going to listen to you, what you want to hear more of. We're going to, you know, give you as much as you can handle. And we're going to commit to do that every single week, uh, an hour-long episode at least. And like I said, highest tier, we will do bonus episodes for you. Oh, Lord. Okay. Now, yeah. now, now I'm panicked that I'm going to have to be forced to watch something that's going to make me throw up. <laughs> just take, take, take a few meds. Just get through it. Do it like Vicki oh. Gumbelson on the season reunion after Brooks lied and just like Xanax out. Remember her yeah, on the right. couch? Oh, my God. I will never forget that. The zombie Vicky on the reunion Yeah. It, anything they would say, she'd be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. He duped me. He duped me. I don't know. He duped me. Okay. So anyway, we'll get away from, we're not going to talk housewives today. So that's it. Patreon.com slash Hey Bunky, all one word. And you can go over there and check out the different levels. Level one is Andre's Rage. $5 a month gets you (laughs) not only Andre's Rage, but all four episodes and uh, goes up from there. So thank you guys for supporting us. This is a way that we can pay our producers and provide you with more content every single month. And um, we're going to form a community and a Facebook page just for Hey Bunky Patreon. And it should be lots of fun. I want to remind you guys that we, you know, we also have our regular podcast, Pain in the Pod and Pink Shade. We have our regular public podcast that we, of course, are still doing. We're going to pack as much into those as we can, especially, you know, Pink Shade. I'm going to get all the reality stuff I can on these for you. And my Pink Shade Patreon is still separate. That's where I post more personal stuff, extra interviews, throwback recaps, lifetime movies, all of that kind of stuff. That is that is really, you know, if you want to dive deeper into the Pink Shade world. Now, Hey Bucky is totally separate, just recaps of WeTV and TLC, maybe some lifetime stuff, who knows. And then Mary Payne's Pain in the Pod Patreon is you have what extra interviews? Yeah, bonus content from interviews I've done that, I, you know, for example, like the fall line or watch a crappens, there will be bonus content. You know, I did a whole separate interview just for that. And then I also do another level where it's not really podcast related. For example, I talked to Amy Phillips, you know, and I put the interviews there as well. Right, right. So it's like truly bonus content stuff that never appears on your regular podcast. Correct. Awesome. So that's it. That's the big announcement. And uh, yeah, if you're interested, go over there. And if not, please know that we'll be covering mucho train wreck shit on the regular Pink Shade podcast every Thursday still. And speaking of, let's go ahead and get into it for today. So happily ever after this week, this is what we need to cover. Let me bring up my notes. Where do you want to start? Well, since you said mucho, we should probably start with Chantel and Pedro. Let's do it. Okay. I have family Chantel <sighs> is nuts, all caps. Well, I mean, that's a given. That is, that's just the title of your thesis. Right. Um, but we open up with a very sad shot of his empty gaming setup and his rocket chair. 
Yes. She says he won't answer his calls or his text and she misses him. So she goes to see the family Chantel who are um, feeding the homeless or something and she's helping them put the family, put together packages and she tells her parents that Pedro has gone to the Dominican Republic as if they didn't already know this. And the dad says... The true Pedro is coming out. And Chantel says Pedro's just stressed because he didn't quite realize when he comes to the United States that the work here is very hard. And Mother Chantel says, I have to get my voice on. He harvested the American dollar and now he is showing off his big shotness. I have the something, same quote written down. <laughs> something is crazy. This is so foul. Foul. Foul has like 19 syllables. Yeah, I wrote it down with at least three. This is so foul. <laughs> and he says, now, if you go over there to see him, you're going to need security. And I wrote, what is she, Beyonce? Why does she need security? Exactly. He means He means himself. Oh, yeah. Family yeah. Chantel is packing up their tiny cowboy hats and their tasers and they're getting ready to pop up down there. It's not just going to be Chantel, just like we predicted. I bet the whole family is heading down there either with her or right after her. Yeah, I don't think River should go. I don't think he's he's a, a stable presence. I don't think so either. Plus, doesn't he have a family that just was ignored at Thanksgiving dinner? Who knows? <laughs> Who those people were? We don't know. <laughs> The world will never know. So yeah, they uh, they said he's going to sh- go down there and show off his big shotness. Mother Chantel or someone says, what did he buy a one way ticket to the island? Like it was <laughs> Gilligan's. I was like, do you guys she still don't so know clueless. where he's from? I, oh, seriously. Somebody wrote on the Facebook page or somewhere like Mother Chantel seems like someone who's limited, <laughs> which is a very kind way. Oh, describing her, but thinks she's intelligent. And I was like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, I agree with that. Oh, I think they're crazy like a fox. Those those people. So I think they're totally crazy, but they know what they're doing. They might be crazy and manipulative and talking about things are foul and he's harvesting and big shotness and all of that. But down in the Dominican Republic, Pedro is living his best life, apparently. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and describe yeah. the scene happening down there that Chantel is definitely going to see on the TV show playback if she hasn't already seen it on Instagram. Yeah, it's it's, it's no bueno. Uh, <laughs> he says he's been depressed in America, but now he's happy because he's in the DR and they're going to go out to a party. And all his friends there with the sister are there to toast him and they haven't seen him in two years. And the sister says he left running from his wife. Huh? Pedro is single tonight. And his friend grabs his hand and takes his ring and throws it in his drink. Um, he's like, oh, Chantel's going to kill me. And I'm like, you could have not done that. I mean, that's taking it six steps too far to throw your ring into the drink. And then Koriyama, is that how we say her name? I don't Corey. Think, I don't know. Koriyama. We'll call it, Let's call her Cora. This is Nicole's the sister, Pedro is Nicole. This is her friend slash <coughs> hired stripper. Mm-hmm. I mean, is this truly her friend or is this someone she just brought along and paid a few bucks to do this? She says, uh, she's my friend from the past and, uh, mm-hmm. she's, she's looking well tonight. She, she's looking well. She's looking so well that she takes it upon herself to be Pedro's private dancer. It's, uh, it's not great. And they show him and not, you know, so in a lot of the shots, it seems like you could spin it like, well, he was just sitting there or they were just being fun. But then they do so a shot, a shot of him fully like kissing all over her neck. Right. And and her so. grinding on him, doing a lap dance. And the and the caption on the bottom is, Pedro and I, we really have a connection as their <laughs> groins are touching. 
<laughs> she says she thinks he needs to find a Dominican woman. Right. And then we have Nicole, Sister Pedro, cackling to the cameras. We finally got rid of Chantel. Yeah, it's not. It's it's awful. And he's like, Chantel's going to kill me. And I'm like, yeah. And he's drunk and he's outside drunk. And he's like, I think I thinking I messed up tonight, but I had such great time. And then they, you know, show again the kissing on this girl's neck. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I think that, like we said last time, you know, it's very, very hard to be for the family Chantel. But when Pedro does stuff like this, we we may have to wish for the tiny cowboy hat vigilante crew to come out. I am looking forward to it now. I mean, I think the immediate switch from team Pedro to team family Chantel for me happened this week and I could switch back next week. But I was like, you know what, Pedro, I don't care if you're unhappy. I don't care if the family's mean to you, whatever. Like this is some bullshit. You, you are actually her husband. And this woman is basically dealing with you, sending all of your money back home to support your family. And then you go down there and you act like this. Like I was like, you are a piece of shit now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Mother Chantel had a good point because she was like, listen, you're the one that's like working and also in nursing school and he can't, you know, handle working here. And I wanted to be like, he also apparently spends 20 hours a week in that rocket chair. <laughs> so, I mean, with you the know. sneeze guard. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think she had a good point with that. And we are definitely just hurtling towards a spinoff. Oh, yeah, which we already know is happening. The Family Chantel spinoff is coming. It cometh. Something stupid this way comes. <laughs> Something stupid. That, that's the best. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Ashley and Jay speaking of cheating. And we can go quickly through this because basically nothing is shown except, you know, Ashley and her rock of love rejects doing Times Square dancing at some like broke down coyote ugly bar circa 1999 i was like what is this do these bars still exist i guess they do at times square and jay facetiming her to whine about her being out with the girls and going to bars and her being like i'm just doing me i'm just i don't care i could do what i want right right and so it was just kind of more of the same i mean their story is the same she's mad understandably she's gonna act out and he's gonna act like he needs to be forgiven and he's being the good guy now. However, there was a TLC tweet that I posted on the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook page. Come on over there and join, guys, if you haven't yet. And TLC kind of put Ashley on blast during mm -hmm. the episode. They said two weeks before she married Jay, or was it, what was the timeline two weeks before they got married or at the beginning of their relationship? No, she, I think he was, he was still in Jamaica. Oh, he was still in Jamaica. She catfished him online. So she created a fake profile and like reached out to him after they were engaged though. Yeah. And he totally bit and, and wanted to like meet this fake woman and was into it even after they were engaged, of course because he's skins and Ashley was mad at him for two weeks and then forgave him. So this whole, I mean, she knows who she, who he is. She knows who she married. It's like hard to deal with her being like, I'm so betrayed. It's like, why did you choose this guy then? I think that once she saw the writing on the wall, she was like, oh, well, we've already said we'll do this TV show. So I'm just going to keep it going and I'm going to get to be on TV. I mean, I really do hundred percent now that we know that so when Scooter Girl, what's her name? Natalie. When Natalie was talking to her, you know, when the show first started, yeah. they were in that cafe. Natalie was like, listen, you know, 
what he's doing. I'm sure this is what she was referring to. And that Ashley was like, listen, maybe he is, maybe he's not, but he doesn't live here yet. And she was trying to like blow her off. But I think Natalie was like, uh, remember last week when you catfished him any bit and you're still going to marry him. Yeah. I, I think, but I think at that point, Ashley's like, doing the Nicole, you know, looking at her like, we've already talked about this. You know, we're already filming <laughs> blink, blink. Um, Nicole, blink, blink, blink. I don't know what you're talking about. Look, I would like to read you my uh, four sentences I wrote about Ashley and Jay this week. Let's hear it. Ashley is in Times Square being very basic and doing basic stuff. They go to Coyote Ugly. They are basic bitches. I can't. I just can't. They dance on the bar. They're in terrible <laughs> outfits. She talks to him on FaceTime. It's stupid. And she's stupid. <laughs> the end. <laughs> that sounds much like an essay that my third grader would write. I love it. It's stupid. It's stupid. They're stupid. stupid. I hate it. The end. The end. Move on. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of it's stupid. I hate it. Let's talk about Paola and Roos. Again, only have like three sentences about them, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Roos tells Powell about the job prospect that he's totally not going to take, but he's just bringing it up to create drama on the show because they have nothing else going on except having their beautiful baby, which congratulations and happy for them. But other than that, whatever. This is also fake. She's not having it. And Paula says something that is the most hilarious thing I've maybe ever heard her say. I don't care about the money. She says when he tells her that it's a good opportunity and they'd have more money. Uh, she doesn't care about the money. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. I, I, I object. I think she means it's not worth her mental health crisis that she'll be enduring if she has to move back to Oklahoma for the money. Well, her mother-in-law is researching Latina women. So, I mean, yeah. she, she'll be fine. Well, you know, I, I do agree with this, that he didn't tell her about the job offer. Like he's one step away from taking it before he tells his wife. And I agree with her. Like he should have told her he was even applying. I know. It's so stupid. I yeah. Mean, and she's like, she's like, now I look bad again because I don't want to come back here. So she's right about that. Now she does look bad again. So it looks like he was going to accept the offer, but my wife won't let me. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Just like she's going to pose naked, but Russ won't let her, but she does anyway. My God, with these two, whatever. So, okay, let's move on. Nicole and Nicole. Okay. Nickel and Nickel. Let's get to her. Yes. She, you know what? She's tired, Mary Payne. She needs a vacation from her unemployment. Okay. The stepdad, which you thought was her grandfather. Yeah, I thought it was Grandpa Nicole. I put, everyone's like, that's not her grandpa. I'm like, he looks like her grandpa. I don't know. Yeah, the stepdad is the voice of reason. He wins MVP this episode. When she was like, yeah, we're going on a vacation. <laughs> and she's doing that stupid hee hee smile thing. And he says, uh, I thought you were on vacation ever since you got back from Morocco. She looks like she wants to kill him the entire scene, which brings me so much joy. I mean, he says, I don't think he really cares for her. She's been sending him money constantly. I hope she doesn't come back pregnant. <laughs> and then he's like, she's like, I think we might get married over there. I don't know. And he's like, oh, really? How's the store going, Nicole? How's the store? Oh, that was so good. She goes, none of your business. <laughs> I mean... Oh that was God. hilarious because she was instead of doing her normal blink, blink, don't bring that up on camera. She just snapped. She did snap. We saw it was, Nicole snapped. It was great. Just like when she used to try to like push Asin down staircases and out of moving vans. Seriously, <sighs> I loved. So stepdad Nicole was spitting truth. It was amazing. How's the store going is uh, the callback we all need. She, she, the clapback we all need. I mean, that's basically all you need to say to her. She's been lying the whole time. Now, as in, as, as we 
predict, and as we pretty much know at this point, he is not going to Grenada. This man is not, he has not gone anywhere. He has not flown to South Korea. He has not done any of the shit that Nicole's flying her dumbass all over the world to, to quote, meet him. He's never showing up. I mean, he is not going to human traffic himself into Nicole's clutches. Mm -mm. Nope. He's not going anywhere. He's barely, you know, leaving his little town. He's just swindling people right and left on the internet. And the worst part about this, of course, we always have to go back to May, who is so cute and sweet. And the mom is like, you know, she has to start kindergarten, right? And, and she's like, I know. And mom says, well, have you thought about how you're going to make money to pay for that? And she was like, I don't know. When we go to Morocco, like we'll be living there. And, um, it, you know, mom's like, what do you mean you don't know? Like you haven't looked into researching her going to school? Like, what do you mean? And she's like, I don't know. I mean, I can't even deal with these scenes when it comes to May. It's like I, I have to almost block it out because it's so painful to watch her as a mother be so cavalier about, you know, May's life and her. Now it's her education, her starting kindergarten and her start. I mean, my God, my God, Mary Payne. I mean, I don't want to call anyone out on being a bad mom. I know she pro she loves her child. You know, she's making decisions that are really questionable, but for her to be like, I don't know, kindergarten, da, 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 like shrugging the shoulders, blinking, like being all being a little kid talking to her mom like that. It makes me think like this, this girl may needs to be taken. You know, I'll just yeah. say it like she needs to be taken because she needs some stability. And Nicole is not capable of making decisions that revolve around her child's health. At this point, she's not. She makes all of her decisions based on banging as in, which is never going to happen. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, she's saying, like, I don't want to put any pressure on as in. I don't want to worry about anything on vacation. And Joe's like, uh, why is he so tired? Uh, he doesn't work. I don't understand. How's the store, Nicole? I mean, <laughs> where's how, the money how, coming from for Grenada? How are they? How are they both so tired and exhausted with, with because they're just nonstop searching for each other on FaceTime? And, you know, and Rob Lee says just right to the camera. She goes, I don't know what happened to the money. It's just gone. Yeah, it's just gone. Even And Nicole can post all the shit she wants to on Instagram being like, you guys don't know. You don't understand. We have a plan. Da, da, da. It's like, mm, all right, thou dost protest too much. Like, we know that you are just giving him money. You're giving him money. You're trading money for love or what looks like love, but it's certainly not. I wish we knew somebody here for two in the next year that is going to Morocco on a vacation that we can give a little extra money to to go and find Azan. Uh, Bunky meetup. <laughs> Bunky meetup in Morocco? <laughs> Family as in. We'll be on I the just, search. I just need somebody to go and like hunt him down and see what he's really doing. And I don't understand why the 90 day producers don't just like send a, a skeleton crew over there just to like figure out what he's doing on a day to day basis. Well, I heard Intel last season and I talked about it on the regular podcast uh, that they had serious issues with the footage of Nicole and Azan in Morocco. It was being held up by governmental red tape because they were filming and they had to get it like cleared with, I don't know who, I don't know terms. Okay. Like, I don't know, but you guys get what I mean. It, something was going on that their segments actually held up the entire season. If you remember last season mm -hmm. was a little bit late. Yeah. And that's why. And so maybe they're like, hashtag never again. Like they're not going to film there anymore because if, my producer friend in LA who knows someone who works on the 90 day fiance team and they, you know, they have different camera crews in every location said it was like a fucking nightmare. 
Basically, the, gov- the government was giving them a hard time. Right. The footage, they had all the footage like packaged up, but it was being like, basically like held hostage. Uh-huh. So well, I'm wondering yeah. if that shit like is why they're trying to meet somewhere else so they can film somewhere else. But again, Asin's not going to show up anywhere. He is sitting in the corner cafe texting her like, oh, I'm in security. Uh, they turned me away. He is not. <laughs> he is literally five steps from his home. He is never going to fly to any of these places. And I also guarantee that Nicole has no effing idea where Grenada is even up to the point where she's flying there. Um, I don't know where it is, but I'm imagining with your scenario that Asin is sitting in this cafe and he's got a bunch of people behind him. He's like, I'll give each of you $5. Just continually walk back and forth behind me with suitcases so I can (laughs) pretend I'm in an airport. (laughs) Somebody with a uniform put me in a headlock. (laughs) We're going to act like this is really going down at security. Yeah. All right. So this is just all going to fall apart. We're going to watch it fall apart on camera as we do every single season with Nicole and Asin. All right, let's move on to Larissa and Colty. Okay, Larissa and Colty. Let me scroll. Oh, I have a lot written about them. Lots okay. of sexy times talk this week. Lots. Uh, oh my God. Okay. So, um, you know, the, the update is, is that Larissa and Debbie are getting along and she and Colty go to play blackjack on their date, which is, you know, he is for him, very cleaned up. He's got on Debbie's best shirt. He's got it tucked in. It's not quite as tight as normal. I think it was but out, she, actually. I think he was wearing Debbie's shirt out. Now, whether these are Debbie's or Colt's shirts, I mean, a lot of us were looking buttons on the right, buttons on the left. I don't, it doesn't really matter. It's a shared wardrobe. Let's just make that clear. They definitely have a shared wardrobe. Yeah, he's like a kind of like a tunic situation. And so, But, but she's in a ball gown. She's She is going to the pageant. She's in a ball gown. <laughs> Full rhinestones. Yes. And so he comments about how good her lips look. And she says, next, you get the tummy tuck. Exactly. <laughs> Could we back up for a moment here, though? Because the first oh. scene is really Debbie picking Colty up from work and Larissa in the front seat. And from the back seat, Colty is reciting lines that he memorized, like, you're looking very good today, Larissa. You make me very happy. Can I have sex? Oh, my God. Well, yeah, she says, why are you being so nice? And he goes, sex. Yeah. And Debbie's like, just driving along. I'm like, what is happening here? What is going on? Why is this getting even weirder than it has been? I mean, the culty Debbie relationship. I don't care who feels bad for Debbie. I do to a certain extent, too. But it's weird. It is messed up. They are way too close. They are smothered for sure. They could appear Uh on that show. And for him to be talking about, like, I want sex and Debbie sitting in the front seat. I'm like, what is what is happening in his mind? Yeah, she screws up her face so tight that it almost like like collapses into itself, like one of those collapsible cups. I mean, she's like, whoa, I feel like Debbie and Colt are constantly trying to like gaslight and get a rise out of Larissa. uh, Yeah, it's just awful. I don't it's awful. I don't like it. And I don't think that was their original plan. I just think as Larissa got there and, and acted so nuts that they're like, well, let's see how we can make her crazy so we can get rid of her. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And then they're like, she's crazy. It's like, yeah, she's crazy. Yeah. You made her crazy. All right. So, yeah, they're at this they're at this casino playing blackjack. Larissa wins and she doesn't want to give Colty any of the money because she only has her two hundred dollars <laughs> a week that she nego- or two hundred dollars a month that she negotiated. <laughs> and uh, she wants to keep her chips. That's right. 
Yeah. He says he's going to very, you know, very soon I'm going to file for your adjustment of status. And this is something that we've seen with the other couples. It seems to be something that can be held over your head. Like, yeah, I'm going to file for your adjustment of status. But it's like once you do that and what we're seeing with um, Jonathan and Fernanda is that once you do that, you're a little bit screwed. So he says that very soon he will do it now that the trial is over. And then he says, you know, he wants to go to Brazil and visit her family. And he doesn't know what she might be hiding. You know, she says she has a lot of problems and she doesn't want to think about her past and she doesn't want to say the truth. So this is kind of interesting because now we go into this whole thing that we already knew was that she had these children Mm -hmm. and she's now we're to believe that Colt knew it the whole time. But I think no. I think think he did. Really? Oh, you do? I do. I really think he did know that the whole time. I think she and... I mean, they met very quickly. He just wanted her because he wants a hot girl. He wants to control her. I think she probably told him, I have kids back in Brazil. You know, they're living with so-and-so, her father, and then the and then the father of the other child. But, you know, maybe we'll bring them over one day. I don't think he probably cared about any of that. He just wanted to lock her down. Huh. But do okay. you, okay, so what do you think? You think she did not tell him this? I think when he's saying that he knew, he didn't know, but I don't know if she told him before I just don't know. It just seems to me that he sort of did want like a blow up doll. And that may make her less desirable if she has had some children in his mind, not in my mind, but in his mind, that may be because he's so warped and he thinks, you know, he could get anything. But what she, you know, she says that her son lives with her ex and we know that, that she Mm -hmm. gave up custody of that child Mm -hmm. and, and that her daughter lives with her daddy, father, with her father, father. with her, Mm -hmm. yeah. So the granddad. And she says, I told to Colty about my children before I came to America, but Colty never met my children. He asked me if I wanted to bring to America, but I say no, because I want to wait to see how we get along. So Colty was so supportive of me. I wrote out the reason she doesn't want to tell Debbie is she says, I don't want Debbie to think I'm woman that's promiscuous. A woman also- who is meanie. I worry Debbie will think I am not a good person for her son. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. I think Debbie already thinks that. Yeah. Right. So this is the big secret that they decide to lay on old Debbie. I don't mean old as an age. I just mean like. <laughs> the Poor old, old Debbie. <laughs> Poor old Debbie. They, they decide to lay this on her in the back concrete patio area where so much of the filming occurs, by the way. It's like the most depressing place. And the whole house is completely depressing with the wolf on the stairs and the slot machine in the kitchen. It's all <laughs> fucked up in like a million ways. But they're constantly filming in this super depressing, not a plant in sight, concrete patio situation out back. So they all sit down and Larissa spills the beans and Debbie starts basically bawling. Yeah. Okay. So they sit down to eat, which no one ever eats the burgers that looked great. And she says, you know, Debbie, I have to tell you something. Debbie's like, oh, great. You know what now? And she says, I have kids. And I was like, wow, you could have eased into that a little bit. So Debbie starts crying and goes inside. And did you notice she goes in the kitchen and pulls out a hidden coffee cup and Mm -hmm. starts drinking from the hidden coffee cup? What's in there? I mean, it's hidden behind something. So what it, it, I was like, mm-hmm. so Debbie says, I think it's chicken shit for her not to tell me. Yeah. Like, what did you think? It's, of not, Debbie's about, it's reaction. not about it, It's not about you, Debbie. It, I mean, if your son is OK with it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I felt she made it about her, I guess. That's the problem with this entire thruple relationship, because there are three people in it. I mean, 
The fact that Larissa came over here to marry Colty, first of all, I mean, she has taken one for the team marrying that dude, but she decided to. And then she shows up and she's really in a relationship with uh, a man and his mother who are already primary relationship there. She is the third wheel always. And even in this, it's like she tells Debbie something and it is big news, but she has already discussed that with her husband and Debbie's making it all about her. It's like, oh, it's so toxic. It's so toxic. Now, Larissa, not having her kids with her, there's a million different schools of thought on that. Some people are like, well, I can see why she left them. I mean, she didn't bring them over here and just put them in this screwed up situation right away. Or did she abandon her kids? Does she really have no interest in raising them? I don't know. I don't know what to think about that situation. Because it's like we you're damned if you do and damned if you don't on 90 Day Fiance. Like we all drag Molly through the mud for like foisting Luis on her children. And then Ashley's got these children who she's choosing not to show. But, you know, they're they're with Jay half the time, I would assume. So they're having to experience that. And if, you know, Ashley and Jay are filing for divorce, they're probably going to get divorced. Maybe sort of kind of. I don't know what the truth is with them. But then. Larissa has decided not to even bring her kids into this. And she's already divorced from from Colty. So I don't know. Maybe that was a good decision. But she's also with another dude now and she's not going back to the kids. So did she just abandon them? I just talked to the circle. I don't know what to I, think. I, I'd like to say, which of those questions do you want me to answer? Did you ask like 20 in a row well, and you not, came back to the original it's not, spot? It's not really questions. It's like, I think these are all the thoughts that can be entertained. These are all the questions that can be entertained with this, but we don't, we don't have any answers. Nobody does. We don't know what's going on with her. It's pretty dark. It is. It's pretty, it's pretty dark. And, you know, Debbie does say, I wonder what else she's hiding. And when she says, Debbie, I have kids. And Debbie starts crying and goes and starts drinking out of her alleged secret cup of vodka in the kitchen. And I don't know, Liz, Liz, Larissa's like, that's why one day, you know, we want to live alone in a bigger house. So maybe if my kids want to come, they can come. And you know, Debbie doesn't ask or we don't see it. Debbie doesn't ask, is it a boy or a girl? How many kids do you have? Do you have 12 kids? Do you have two kids? Are, right. are they are they 20? Are they three? I mean, she asks no questions or you're right. She asks nothing. We, she just makes it about her and goes and starts drinking out of her secret cup in the kitchen. Right. You know what? I'm kind of glad that Debbie does have a secret cup. I mean, she needs something. <laughs> she needs something. <laughs> She's losing Colty. She might be losing her joint bank account at some point. She needs a secret cup. <sighs> anyway, so I think that's it. We don't see on today and Elizabeth, but we're going to talk about the previews uh, that show us circling back to the beginning here that Libby is terrorizing Andre with her pregnancy. Thoughts? She is. <laughs> Why is she terrorizing him with her pregnancy, which is also his baby? I know. I'm just saying, once we see the whole scene, we'll know why he said that. Oh, my God. Mary Payne. The, the Andre apologist is, it, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this, like, whole season-long Andre apologist you have become. However, I love you anyway. <laughs> because well, we'll see. We'll see who's right in the end. I think it's going to be me. And I, listen, I, I've, I've been wrong more than I've been right. But for now, I'm sticking with Andre because I think that he's been driven to madness by the um, the witches of um, wherever they live. The three of them, those three sisters, they're horrible. Yeah, they are. And Libby is horrible and she's manipulative. <laughs> he's, yeah, he is not he is not one to be messed with. I mean, the way he looks at her. The way he 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 has a rage in his eyes, even during the neutral times that 
makes me like pee a little bit. Well, that's why I named level one of our Patreon Andre's Rage, because it's the first level. We start we start at the lowest level, which is Andre's Rage. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you think Andre is going to do when his little girl grows up and starts dating? Oh, well, I don't think he'll be like Chuck. That's for damn sure. No, uh, no, I don't think he'll be like, you're my little girl and you're knocked up. So whatever you want. I don't think he'll be like that. I think we're like, it's too goddamn bad. You get job. Right. Exactly. And do you picture him like going forth with this handyman thing and actually showing up at people's homes? Don't you think that's a bad idea for him? I mean, he's going to be in handcuffs within like the first three visits. Why? Because he's big and scary. Yeah. And he acts scary and he's like confrontational and aggressive. He's sort of like Jax's people on the regular. Like he comes at people with that energy that is like, uh, you don't really want to invite that into your home to fix your sink. I found him very pleasant to the truck trucking lady. I felt that that was his best behavior. He was like pleasant and smiling and thank you. And he was. He was awful in that interview. He was horrible in that interview. He was like, what? Oh, so I have to go Oh, this many days. Wait, what? He was so pissed off that he wasn't getting exactly what he wanted. And she was like trying to be cautious and, you know, pleasant when she was talking about him. But she was cloaking it all in the fact that he was just like an asshole. Didn't you see that? I mean, she was saying, you know, Andre comes with very limited skills and experience, uh, but he's looking for something more than we can offer right now. I'm like, that's a nice way of saying like this asshole is too big for his britches. Yes, I hear you. But I think that there was parts of that we didn't see. And I think that when I saw him talking to her, he was respectful and he was just asking questions. I think that he needs a job and he should just take it. But like, again, like I told you, I think that there was parts of it that we didn't see. Like he was like, hey, my wife's about to have a baby. So I probably can't be gone for 26 days, you know, here coming up soon because if she has a baby, I need to be here. I think a lot of that we just didn't see. I love how our conversations about Andre now include therapy, conflict resolution. Like I hear you and I understand what you're saying. However, (laughs) I would offer this. I definitely have to work on that. Instead of fighting with you about Andre, I need to do more therapy talk because you're really good at that, Mary Payne. Thank thank you. Thank you. I have a lot of therapy. I, I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on that. But I, I I, have Andre's rage about Andre. So I got to get past that. That's something I will work on. All okay. right. So that's it for Happily Ever After this week. Next week, we're going to see uh, Grenada fall apart. We're going to see Libby terrorize Andre. We're going to see Pedro get called on the carpet for his grinding of random girls in the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. And it's looking like, I don't know how long this season is, but I can't imagine it's going to go on very long overlapping with the other way. Maybe it will. I haven't looked forward completely, but we're seeing, I think TLC is doing a live show this Sunday night. And that usually comes right before the finale of a season, historically. uh, you mean like a like an interview type of yes. show? Yeah, like the one okay, Michelle like, Collins did yeah. last year. Yes. Oh, that's exciting. That's coming up Sunday night, this coming Sunday night. And usually those happen right before the end of a season. So I'm feeling like we're heading toward the end. But I don't know. I could be wrong. Let, let us know. If you found anything out, guys, let us know. Because we're just giving you like no information. We're just but guessing. remember, starting next week. We will be doing, of course, regular recaps. We will include Happily Ever After and as much of the other way as we can on our Thursday Pink Shade recap. But we will be covering what now and 
all of the other way and shows going forward that are coming at us, all the shit shows you can handle on patreon.com slash heybunky. All right, Mary Payne, tell us what is coming up on Pain in the Pod. Okay, quickly, I will tell you that this week, so on May 29th, I have Ben Mandelker from Watch What Crappens. Uh, we met him in LA and he was nice enough to come to our Bunky Airbnb, our Bunky Bunker. And he recorded with me and then he recorded for my Patreon, which was fantastic. And that was the one where recorded for 40 minutes and only 10 had recorded. We had to start over. And then I had to do the survivor challenge of getting ready for 17 minutes uh, to see Lou. And then on the fifth is a podcast called The Conspirators, which is pretty interesting about uh, conspiracy theories. So those are the two things coming up. Nice. And as always, we can follow you at Pain in the Pod on all social media. Everything is pain in the pod. Everything is pain in the pod. And you guys can follow me at Erin Leah Martin. And I announced it before, but I'll say it again. I will be writing recaps again. I'm getting back to writing. My hiatus is over. I definitely needed that four month break. (sighs) But I'm ready to write again. And I've already started because I'm going to be doing recaps exclusively for tasteofreality.com. Now, this website, it's not realitytea.com. And I I didn't move to Taste of Reality because of some war with Reality Tea. I want to make that clear, too. I love Reality Tea. Tasteofreality.com is a place where you're going to be see me partnering more with them in the coming year. So this is just the beginning. I'm writing some recaps for them. They're a fantastic website. You might be familiar with Troy Turner's podcast, Taste of Reality, which is on a break right now, but he did a fabulous podcast for quite a while last year, and he might be coming back to it at some point. My recaps, if you go to tasteofreality.com, will be posted pretty much every Tuesday morning, I would think, because I'll be writing them Monday nights for 90 Day Fiance the other way. And yeah, they're going to be up there. So you can read that. You can listen to our recaps on Pink Shade or go to Hey Bunky on Patreon and get even more. But there's just going to be a lot of recapping coming at you. You can also uh, join Pink Shade with Aaron Martin's Facebook page. Just type it in groups and send us a request. Send me a request, rather. And I want to thank Dan McInerney for producing these episodes and helping us produce our Patreon episodes coming up on Hey Bunky. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, thank you Dan. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> yeah, all right. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> thank you, Dan, because we are we struggle. We struggle. <laughs> All right, girl. Well, you know what? I, I'm not going to terrorize you with my pregnancy anymore. <laughs> I'm going to let you go and we're going to talk next week. Okay. Thanks, right. Aaron. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.